Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO of Living Strong Consulting LLC and the creator of the company. And my guest co-host today has been a huge influence in the flip of my own story, which has led into the creation of my company, the framework of my book, and the opportunity for me to speak on diverse platforms that all have a common thread of a message of come out of hiding, live on purpose, and pursue healing. Now, whether you are a parent that's trying to just do your best and you log into our virtual Power Parent Conversations that we do in collaboration with Misfit Heroes, or you're an administrator that has a vision to impact communities and youth and families and policy, and you need a framework that we use through our relational coaching model, which uses the steps of growth to help organizations not just learn new concepts and become aware, but to sit on the step of understanding to become intentional about organizational practices, consistency, and sustainability. Or you might be a teacher who wants to reach that hard to reach student and they want to understand how adversity has shifted the identity survival skills, the emotions, or the student's response to life through the trainings that Living Strong provides, or your ministry leader who desires to understand the pain that resides within your congregations and wants strategic support in understanding trauma-informed approaches which align with biblical principles and it allows for authentic listening, love, and hope to take root within your outreach as well as your in-reach in your ministry. Or you might be a home visitor who desires skills in understanding and coaching that allow you to polish your lenses and actually see families and begin to solve for the stress, not just checking the box of solving for a problem, or your school, who's doing the work in trainings, coaching, and system building to become a threat to inequity and shift access, opportunity, and impact for Black and Brown children or any other marginalized group who deserve equitable access to the highest quality of education and resources that will allow them to not just be a success, but actually live out their full potential in being the authentic self that they were designed to be. Well, to experience my flip from the place that I came from shame and insecurity, 
which had me barricading myself away from relationships. And honestly, I was angry at the world. So my flip story that has allowed me to build a company that does all of those things that you just listen to, and we do it daily, it rested on a chance seating assignment next to Diane Wagenhoff at a Dr. Sandra Bloom lecture that honestly, I wasn't even sure I wanted to be at the event. And I definitely didn't want to sit with a bunch of people I didn't know. I was very much in my head, in my shame, in my anger, and I remember not wanting to sit down. I was actually looking for a spot that was more isolated, but I obeyed a small prompting voice for me to sit at this table. And it sparked a relationship that clearly has been a divine moment and assignment that was the threshold to my own healing. So you want to know, who did I say I sat next to? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you asked me, because if you don't know who Diane Wagenhaus is, well, this is the time for you to be introduced to her. She is the program director and an integral part of Lakeside Global Institute. She is a leader in trauma-informed approaches for children, for parents, for schools, for individuals and organizations. She currently leaves her daily mark on Lakeside's work through overseeing programming and authoring curriculum. Now, wait a minute. She has authored over 35 courses and workshops. Diane has done groundbreaking work as an international speaker and adjunct instructor for Philadelphia University, who in authoring four courses, which students at that time received a trauma minor. And if that wasn't enough. She served as a fellow with Dr. Bruce Perry's Child Trauma Academy from 2010 through this year of 2021. And she has lent her insightful voice and experience to the Philadelphia ACEs Task Force. Well, as I shared earlier, I built Living Strong Consulting's trauma-informed relational coaching model around Diane's Steps of Growth Framework. And this client-centered model that we have been able to develop has transformed organizations in various parts of the United States. And it's actually the anchor healing approach in my book, Fearless Conversations with the Limitless God. So, you get a treat. I am bringing my own flip side conversation with my friend, and I love to call her my mentor, Diane Wagenhaus. So I share with you and welcome, Diane. Welcome to the flip side, Diane. 
Oh my goodness. All I can say, you did not prepare me for what you were. Thank you. Thank you. And it's a mutual admiration society between us. I had a similar feeling that day when you sat down at the table and my dear friend Suzanne O'Connor was there. Um, did Sandy sit with us? I, I don't she, she lectured the entire time and blew my mind. But, you know, I believe Erin Connolly was yes. at our table as well. Yes. It was a, a, a key moment where I was able to connect with relationships that shifted everything for me. The work that I had already been doing kind of intuitively, but Sandy actually helped me understand the science behind it. And then all of the work, the courses that I was able to participate in with Lakeside just put that seal to really understanding why what I felt on the inside was working. It all became clear. So tell us a little bit more about yourself and the work that you do at Lakeside Global Institute. Um, so in terms of me, um, I've been doing, I've been at Lakeside now for, this is my 25th anniversary this year. Uh, before that, I had started a nonprofit uh, company called Parents Network that was later Parents Inc. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, before that, I was a childbirth educator and a nursing mother's counselor. I was also an elementary school teacher. And somehow I put together the idea that um, I could be a, a childbirth educator and I didn't have a nursing degree, but I could learn it. And with uh, being a nursing mother's counselor, I, I, I learned how if you nurture women who are trying to figure out this thing called breastfeeding, uh, you're able to actually guide them and have these beautiful relationships with their babies. And so, and this was a God thing. I had recently become a Christian and basically said, so God, what do you want me to do? And somehow I was just, well, I want you to start talking about parenting because nobody talks about parenting in a way that really gives people what they need. Um, and so and about, I, I mean, we'd need a couple hours to go through all the different <laughs> things that happen and how I often say I feel like Forrest Gump uh, because I meet people and it's like, wow, like Bruce Perry. I knew him before he was famous. And, you know, um, and Sandy and I go back, Sandy Bloom and I go back um, to the 1980s and just how, to, how that all happened. Um, it's just pretty miraculous. So um, it just it. It all came together, uh, different things. And I will say in that moment when you were at that table, I ha I'm in awe of you. I had a sense of your, your, your brilliance and your desire to make a difference in the world, especially in the early childhood world. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then just, you know, I had this feeling like I, wanted, I want this person to be a part of our team. So we were sharing similar feelings that day. And look I know. And look where we are. There's so much that just even in what you just shared, I think back to last week's conversation with Diana Gladney, and she shared that God had called her to do something that she did not feel equipped with, but she was focused on being obedient. And yes, 
learn it as we go along, but don't get stuck and paralyzed and saying, well, I don't know everything I need to know, so I'm not going to do anything. And I remember sitting at that table and you leaned over and you said, something is happening here. I will never forget this. And she said, "We, you, you literally said, this relationship is just getting started. And I actually connected with that when you said it. I could feel it at the table and which was powerful because the feeling I had coming at the table, which connects to our conversation tonight. That day, Dr. Sandra Bloom's lecture and the days leading up to it, I was living in my own way of living out a narrative that I was operating out of from pain, toxic stress, what I felt was betrayal, and I had really decided in in my own head that I couldn't trust people, that I needed to protect myself, and absolutely don't let anyone else in. So that was the person that was walking into that lecture that day. I was very professional. I put my best, my shiny outfit on and my shiny face, even though we call that a mask. I had prepared on the outside to be in the space, but there was a very different person on the inside. And I want us to jump into the title of our session Our conversation today is the power of processing narratives. So what do you mean by the word narrative? What what is a narrative? I went to Wikipedia to make sure I could do this um, because I think the idea of a narrative is a story. It It is this sequence of events that creates a story that describes something that we've learned about life and the decisions that we have made, the beliefs that we have as a result of the experiences. The narrative is the story behind the beliefs. Mm. The story behind the beliefs. That's powerful. Yeah. And when you stop to think about how many beliefs you have, um, you are, I'm guessing there's hundreds of thousands of beliefs that each of us have as a result of life experiences. And those life experiences are our stories or our narratives. They're not just stories, they are deeper than that. And I think that's what makes a narrative um, a powerful term. And you know, there's something that we consistently say at Living Strong, um, and we actually received it from um, one of our consultants who went through ETA, DTA, and ATP with Lakeside, um, Tina Pelzer, she often tells us our belief controls our behavior. And so often what we're believing is tied to what we've gone through and the story that we've created around that. And as we get ready for our first break, I can't wait for you to unpack the connection between a traumatic event that shatters a person's narrative. 
and how the two are connected because so often people talk about what my self-talk is. It's like this catchphrase, Mm -hmm. but being able to really understand a person's narrative. So as we get ready for our first break, um, you have been listening to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. And this is a conversation with one of my favorite people. She is my friend and she is my mentor. And in our commercial break, you're going to hear about how Living Strong is focused on moving past the places that you have felt stuck and begin to recognize that even in this season, you can grow. And so if you want to be a part of our first Tuesday live webinars around accessing growth and creating an intentional growth plan, log into our website, www.livingstrongllc.com every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we dig into creating a growth plan. And then the second commercial you're going to hear is about Diane's work with Lakeside Global Institute. When I tell you to get into one of these courses is a game changer. It is life changing. And so as you listen to the commercial, also check out their website at lakesideglobal.org. Again, that's lakesideglobal.org for you to be able to, again, identify how you can become an instrumental tool in impacting others to understand and process their trauma, but not stay stuck, but absolutely begin a journey of healing. So we will be back shortly as we continue this conversation with Diane Wagenhaus from Lakeside Global Institute. And when we return, we will unpack how trauma actually shatters a person's narrative. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to learn how to remember your future? Introducing a brand new listening experience, The Whole in One, Life Stories of Love, Wisdom, and Truth, with your host and guide, Sheila E. Hirine from Ireland. Join Sheila on this amazing journey of discovery as she interviews a menagerie of specially selected guests to help you to change the narrative of your life. It only takes one day to change your life. Tune in to Whole in One with Sheila E. Hirine every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific time on your Voice America Empowerment Channel and learn how to tell yourself that different story. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life, so why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan 
for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. Lakeside is a nonprofit organization located in southeastern Pennsylvania that provides trauma-informed educational and clinical services to 3,500 students per year from seven regional counties and 45 school districts. Lakeside has also become a statewide resource for trauma-informed and trauma-responsive care. Lakeside has provided training virtually and live to over 40,000 professionals who are dealing with trauma-impacted individuals in many of our systems of care. Currently, Lakeside's programs include four regional therapeutic schools, an in-school district counseling program with 60 counselors, a school-focused neurologic initiative, which helps teachers learn how to manage their classrooms in a trauma-informed way, and our Lakeside Global Institute, which provides workshops, intensive trauma training for professionals, and now a newly produced trauma-responsive training certification program for organizations that has been co-developed with Dr. Sandra Bloom. Most recently, Lakeside has developed a complementary video production division, which specializes in online trauma training for Lakeside and other organizations interested in providing trauma training. This has opened up new opportunities for Lakeside to expand its impact nationally and internationally. Find out more about Lakeside at lakesidelink.com. That's lakesidelink.com. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. Welcome back. You have been listening to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. And I have the honor and excited to have a great friend and a powerful mentor with us this evening in a conversation where we are unpacking the power of processing narratives. And Diane was just explaining what a narrative is. And I love for her to unpack. So how can traumatic events actually shatter someone's narrative? Okay. This is a, and I'm not a neuroscientist, but I, I, I play one at work. Um, being able to read a lot about neuroscience and then the neuroscience of trauma to understand that when a traumatic event happens, and it's not just sometimes one event, like a moment in time, sometimes it's chronic toxic stress that just eats away, but it impacts the way the brain processes things. And there's parts of the brain that are in charge of different aspects of who we are. And we were talking before we started all this about the complexity of the brain. Mm-hmm. Now that you have, if you think about, looking at the stars and the universe, you have more brain cells in your head than there are stars in the universe. Wow. Um, and every single one of them has, like, can have 
thousands of connections to the next brain cell. And there's a whole chemical thing that's going on. And there's different parts of the brain doing different things. So even as we're talking here, one of the things I heard from Bruce Perry one time in a conference, I went, what? That in one minute's time, so you and I have been talking for a while, every single minute, we have had 2.5 quadrillion interactions within our brain. Our brain is working at that level. And then Bruce said, I don't even know how much quadrillion is, so made me feel better. But anyway, <laughs> it comes to trauma. What happens with trauma, it, it, in a way, it interrupts normal brain processes because it puts the brain in a place of not just fear but terror. It's when you think you're going to die or you think somebody who is essential and somebody you love is in pain or something's going on that means there's danger. Um, your brain has to go to overdrive. And when that happens, parts of the brain, there's a part of the brain called the amygdala that just takes over. It shoots chemical. It tells different parts of the brain to have neurochemicals. We have more, we have more neurochemicals in our brain than the average pharmacy. You know, we have endorphins and we have serotonin and we have cortisol. We have all these powerful, powerful um, brain chemicals within us that our brain will activate when we're under a lot of stress. It also creates images. It creates associations in our brain. It creates mm-hmm. interpretations and generalizations. We call them our AIGs that lead us to create these beliefs that we talk about um, that are part of what happens when you're traumatized. So within you in those moments, and and babies before they're born can experience trauma in the womb. Birth can be traumatic depending on what happens. The um, Bruce has a, I keep calling him Bruce, Bruce Perry. Uh, he has a new book out with Oprah uh, called What Happened to You. Great um, read. Great read. Great read. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's just, and he did something over the summer called Office Hours, which you can find under, if you Google um, neurosequential model, Bruce Perry, Office Hours, you can find these amazing conversations that, um, that he held for people. But what he is saying unequivocally, equivocally, yes, easy for me to say, is that what happens inside the baby's brain in the first couple of weeks and months of life lays a foundation for the whole future. And babies need security and attachment opportunities to feel securely attached to those around them. And it creates inside of them belief systems that the world is safe and I can trust people. Wow. So what I'm hearing you say is that we, as with every moment in our interactions, in our environment, in our engagement, that we do something that you shared create associations, interpretations, and generalizations that then become our impact in how we then respond and process our experiences. So when we recognize that, what role does trauma play in our narrative? So as we're creating these AIGs, how does that connect with our narrative and trauma. So as we have those associations and as we have those moments, there's a story around what's happening. 
And that is that narrative around it. Think of a child who's in a family situation where there's domestic violence. And all of a sudden, uh, a, a, a parent erupts and starts to yell and throw things. And maybe a, ch a young child observes um, the one parent grabbing the other parent by the throat and throwing mm -hmm. them down. And that's creating a story in that child's mind of what life is is like it's a narrative it's probably pretty shattered because there's so much fear in those moments mm -hmm. um that it's not it's not going to be coherent and easy to recall and put it all together like the story that you might have of when you just you know you took a shopping trip and you and you bought some food and you went up and down the aisles and then you checked out there's no drama in that mm -hmm. there's no intensity so it's a story but it doesn't have this thing about being so significant that it's creating huge beliefs. And I wow. think that's, that's what makes these, these narratives. And then the shattered part of it is that in trying to recall them and trying to put them together, it's really hard. Because in that moment, the terror was so great. Yeah. So what are some ways that these shattered narratives actually impact a person's emotional and relational health? So when you think about, and, you know, we use anybody who's come through LGI, we use this iceberg image. Mm -hmm. of, you know, when we, when we think about ourselves and others, we have the part of ourselves, which is what you can see, um, your outward behaviors of anybody. I can look at you. You can look at me. Um, and we, we can know some things from that. But within each one of us, underneath the surface, we can't see um, how, what emotional, what our emotional health is, and even deeper, what our relational health is. And buried in there are those stories that we have. You know, when you came to the table that day, there was no way for me to look at you right. and know that you had all of that pain inside of you. Because you, like many, have gotten very good at knowing how to put on the whole outward front. And you get the responses of people and they see that you're collected and that you're, you're you know, you have amazing dignity and a, a persona that is you. That's who Vedra is. Mm -hmm. But people don't know that inside, especially in those moments, there was pain and turmoil and stories, narratives of what brought you to that. So, so when I... So I think about how often and how many people are listening that it's honestly true that what I'm showing up on the outside isn't even authentically who I am. I'm putting on a front and walking around with the shattered experience or shattered narrative on the inside. So can you kind of explain what's the difference between a shattered narrative and a coherent narrative. So the difference is when you have a coherent narrative, it's, it's linear. You have, here's where it started, here's what happened next, here's what happened next. And it kind of makes sense. You can, you can weave it together in a way that's somewhat, that's logical. When it's shattered, it's, it's I picture if you drop, if you, you know, I all dropped a glass, it's something that shatters, and, and it's all over the place. And if you walked in and you saw it on the floor, you wouldn't know what it was. 
Um, and if you try to pick it up, there's all these sharp shards of it to cut you. So when it's when it's shattered like that, it, it isn't something that is linear, that has this way of just moving forward from one thing to the next. You can't you can't remember it the way that it actually happened in a way that has it make sense. Mm. And so I think about that was a powerful image for me as I think about literally and figuratively how memories and experiences that are laced with fear and terror um, and that feeling of threat and danger, how they create that shattered, those shattered memories, those shattered experiences. And how often do people reach in to try and pick things up and get cut in the process? That image for me, that was just powerful. When we think about processing those shattered narratives and trying to do it um, without the cuts, what what comes up for you in in unpacking processing those those shattered pieces? Right. That whole what is that process mm-hmm. of, of that? And I I'm going to come back to steps of growth because I think for each one of us, and also when we see outwardly who somebody is, we need to know that within them, they may not be aware of who they are and why they are the way they are. Um, if you haven't done that work to, to put together your, your various narratives to help you make sense of yourself, you're, you're living in a place of unawareness. And yet that unawareness is having you have the reactions and responses that you have in life. Um, and sometimes you may say, I don't know why I just did that or said that, especially if it's hurtful or not who you want to be. It could be from one of these underlying broken stories that you haven't been able to put together. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because I know um, Dr. Bruce Perry talks about it with Oprah and you actually were the first person to really help me understand this. If we think about those shattered pieces, those memories, those thoughts, those stories that people don't necessarily even realize that they're operating from a shattered place and they'll think that they're crazy. Right. And so uh, unpack that a little bit for me. I think that I think when people are having those experiences, they they're not making sense to themselves and they can be afraid that they're that they're crazy. I often say to people, the way you are responding is appropriate. It makes sense. Um, it, it's and and the, oh, there's so many messages that people need to hear, even just now as we're processing this, to be able to know that things are not their fault. Do we need to be held accountable for things? Yes, but when you look far enough down, you can find reasons good reasons, solid reasons for why people behave the way they behave. So I think we need to extend a lot of grace, a lot of forgiveness um, in helping people as they come out of a basement, to be, as they become more aware. That awareness step is painful. And wow. sometimes we are guides to other people as we 
even in this conversation of people having moments of like, wait a minute, uh-oh, aha, uh-huh, kind of things, that step is the aha step. Um, it's nice if you can go there and somebody can be right next to you. And so, Giving grace and understanding and really acknowledging that they, that where you are is not, is well, it's not authentically who you were meant to be because you're operating out of a shattered place. But I, I want us to begin to talk about what we can do. How can we support other people to repair those narratives um, when we come back from this next break? Now, if you want to, in an hour, I could not possibly unleash Diane with all of the wealth of knowledge she has in just one hour. If you want an opportunity to dig deeper, to understand what uh, Diane is just giving us the tip of the iceberg with, absolutely log into lakesideglobal.org to be able to access there. You have on-demand online courses now. Things are done virtually. So no matter where you are in the world, you can access a lakesideglobal.org course. And so I encourage you as we get ready to go into this next break for you to think about, is it time for you to better understand how to process your narrative? Is it time for you to begin a healing process for yourself and acknowledge that there's an opportunity for you to help others and strategies for doing that are embedded in the commercial that you will hear in just a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Take a closer look at yourself in the present. Your body has its own GPS system designed to help you follow your intuition, align your thoughts, and set your own course. Host Dealey is here to be your external guide to this discovery. Take a break, a mindful space to pause, and help bring forth the balance that your life deserves. Listen live for Mindful Space to Pause every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life, so why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, 
Let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Powerful conversation with my friend and mentor, Diane Wagenhaus from Lakeside Global Institute. And we have been unpacking the power of processing narratives. So Diane has outlined what a narrative is as we collect experiences and stories that our mind and body begin to try to make meaning from, and they shift and impact our emotional and relational health and how we respond to the world around us. And that shattered narratives, that image of literally like a shattered glass that has fallen to the floor. And you may not even fully recognize what it was before it became broken, but the opportunity to support and process and get to a place of a more coherent narrative is where I'd love for us to take this conversation now. So how can someone help another person begin to repair a narrative that's been shattered using the steps of growth or any other tool? Well, the steps of growth comes in really handy because of thinking about where somebody might be in their journey of whether they're just becoming aware or are they understanding something now it's making sense? Do they want to take action? Are they at a place where they can reflect on their journey? Um, Of all the things that I think we can do if we want to be a support to somebody on that journey is to use um, active listening. And one of the simple codes for active listening comes from Harville Hendricks. I saw him as a speaker years and years ago, and he's written some books as well. Um, And he, he presented this idea that we give people a verbal hug. And the hug is an acronym, and it stands for let me hear you, that's the H. Let me understand. These are things that you're doing internally. As you hear somebody, really pay attention and then understand or come to a place where you think you might understand what's going on within them, what that part underneath the surface of an iceberg might be about. Then you give a statement, tentatively usually, just because you're not sure, but you say back to them what it is you're hearing and understanding. And it's a way of opening up to give a person the opportunity to reflect on what you've just said and maybe put some words to it so that they're starting to make more sense of themselves to themselves. Wow. You know, how often 
are people hungry for actually being heard. In this time uh, that we go through, things are often moving so fast and people are trying to quickly fix things and move on when many times people really just want to be heard and seen and, and, and allowed to uh, begin to process what, what they are actually just operating out of and not really living out of. So can you tell us a little bit more about what is a hug and what does that skill look like? Well, I told you before, I was going to put you, maybe if you were willing, on the spot. Um, and you said yes. I did. <laughs> I did. So I, here's what I'll invite you to do, if you're comfortable with this. Go back in time to that being at the table when we were meeting first. And think about some of those internal messages that you had that were so painful. Um, and that were stored inside of you. But if we were having a conversation either then or even now, and you pulled up one of your stories, just a snippet of something that's a memory for you of maybe the origins of something that's so painful inside that if you don't mind sharing just a, a fragment of your story, I will demonstrate how to give you, how I could give you a hug, and I'll talk it through, and we'll we we'll actually kind of narrate our our conversation. Okay. Nice. Yes. Yes. Um, as I think about that day and the narratives that I often at that point was operating in, that I can't trust people. That um, I, if you can keep people out, you'll be safer. So that's what. I, why I didn't want to sit at the table with people I didn't know. So I literally was anxious and upset and trying to figure out how to escape because I, di I didn't want to trust people. I didn't want to let anyone in. So I'm going to do this sort of the narrator step aside. So what I'm hearing, and then I'm going to hear, understand, and give that back to you. So as I listen to that, this idea of, feeling so unsafe that you can't trust anybody and how incredibly alone you can feel when you're somewhere, even though people are around you, your inner world is keeping you from being able to make the kinds of connections that are meaningful because the trust is so low. Yeah, that's it. And, and when I, my trust has been broken at that time, I would process that my, my trust has been broken in such a devastating way that I can't take the risk with anybody else. You don't want to. So what I'm hearing is that you don't want ever to experience the level of pain that you have experienced in your life. And so the way you protect yourself is that you stay closed and you learn how to put project all of the things that, you know, people respond to, but that's not the authentic. That is absolutely true. And I, it makes me think about how my whole goal was to create a barrier and to block literally, literally, emotionally block people out. And 
as as I think about how that season and how so beautifully, I hope you all got that because she just did H-U-G in true <laughs> Diane form. But I'd like to, for a quick moment, because we were coming up on the end of our episode, in that moment in time, to give a comparison for people listening. Now, you just heard what Diane did. During that same time, I would say to people how I didn't want any more relationships, all the time that I'd spent with other things was a waste, and people would just tell me, that's wrong, that's not true, and I wouldn't receive it. But if you think about, instead of just trying to shut someone down by by telling them what they're saying isn't true, it's an opportunity to actually listen and understand where it's coming from. That's what I was hearing from you. Right. And that's and that is what I was trying to communicate. And so often people hear somebody even begin to share a little bit of their narrative and their and their pain. And they want to run in right away and say, No, but you're great. Um, why would you say such a thing? Look at all the positives that you have. Look at all the ways that you are helping the world. And so in in having those moments where somebody says that, that quickly will shut a person down. And I, that was my story that literally, because people would tell me, Oh, you're not, that's not right. You, you've been powerful. You've done these amazing things and I couldn't receive it. And so just telling someone what you believe about them to be true doesn't mean that they're going to pick up your truth. They have to be able to process and gain their own truth about who they are, not your narrative for who they are. Right. You might have a belief system. You might have a way that you see that outward side of somebody. If we all respect that within the person are those levels of pain that they may not even know, or they know and are not able, not safe enough to share, by respecting that, to me it comes down to love. I mean, not to be, you know, kind of corny here, but um, the Bible teaches us that we are to love one another. Wow, what what love I think is is accepting somebody for who they are and appreciating that they have probably had so much pain um especially if you see them doing you know doing some things that are are not healthy we both shared today that we watched um the wisdom of trauma with Gabor Mate that I highly recommend if you go to google and you know there's up till June 14th you can watch his uh, hour and 27 minutes I think there's even more than that uh of talking a lot about what this is all about and understanding um, the, the, a lot about trauma. And he looks at it as the wisdom that comes from doing what we're doing, um, of, of unpacking and of processing. So that was a little sidebar because we both shared that. And both it's, said it, was it, it is. It's so powerful. I think this is a, a, a chance for us to unpack how processing 
uh, a story. Allow someone to take back their power. Yes. Take back their power. We are born to be, to, to have the power to have not only our lives be meaningful and safe and have joy and be able to handle the challenges that come along, but we, we need to have the power to be able to love freely, to love other people. And trauma gets in the way of that. It, it, and the shattered narratives can make it so hard to make the connections, the relational connections. So if we're helping someone else, being able to give the hug, being able to really, not our opinion, but to really hear, understand, and give that, it's one step towards helping people with their narratives. So, Diane, we, have, we only have a couple more minutes left, a couple mo- moments left, actually. What would you share, or to close us out in 30 seconds or more, what advice would you give those who are engaging in this work? One of the things is to see yourself as a student, a lifelong learner, that you need to be a student of trauma and a student of growth and learning and keep your mind open to that, to be able to, now we're all on a journey. Every single one of us is on a journey, but we can have some control on that journey by being lifelong learners and finding other people like finding you (laughs) and now what you are doing to touch other lives it's like this is this is the beauty of relationships thank you so much diane i so appreciate you coming on and being a part of my my own flip flip side story story. thank you everyone everyone for joining in on Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. We have been processing the power of narratives, and I appreciate you logging in with us. So long. Thank you for tuning into Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.